0: there we go so good morning everybody thank you for that and sorry for the delay hopefully everything is now working (laughs) fine for you as i was saying it's nice and cold here today it's very sunny but it's cold just the way we like it how are you today chris i'm i'm
1: good am i still frozen or am i live again we are both now frozen Jeez, what on earth is going on today well, maybe we have Cardboard JB, Cardboard Chris. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <what>? <laughs> oh, you gotta love it. You gotta love it. Um, I have no idea why that is the case. Of... <laughs> and there we go, yeah, there we go. We're we're back, we'll just monitor that, I guess. Um, who knows, who knows. But anyway, um, this is hilarious. Uh, thank you. We We try <laughs> our best, yeah. This is what happens when you go live. It's why a lot of uh, people don't go live.
0: Yes, but chat kept us entertained there. Thank you very much. And <laughs> Ronan, I did see that. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe I'll cut this for the
1: uh, the Spotify and, and and that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, look, um, it turns out that um, anybody that you know uh, does this as a, a job can tell me how to do this better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, for sure yeah.
1: um cool right um what what are we gonna talk about jb like what what's the plan i mean i did have a bit of a nightmare um that you know did wake me up and i couldn't get back to sleep should we uh touch on that i mean it is crypto related
0: yeah i think um, <laughs> if the guys weren't listening to the Joyce junkies last night i think it'd be entertaining to hear so i think you should fight away with it chris
1: so i woke up at like three four in the morning uh the, the other day um from a from a terrible oracle nightmare um and, and it was a terrible <laughs> oracle nightmare and uh basically uh, i was obviously dreaming about um because this is this is the the life of a uh full-time crypto influencer i guess is uh all i do is uh sleep you know uh eat and and you know talk about crypto pretty much like you know even when i'm sleeping i'm thinking about crypto it would appear um but basically in in a nutshell uh, i was clearly dreaming about how we stumbled across ftx and uh we stumbled across that um collapse before it actually happened uh through the data in um i guess the the liquidation area of things um lots of people seem to be getting liquidated at a far higher rate than what we usually usually uh see um compared to the other exchanges and this stood out and obviously after investigating it a little bit more we we had a, a a spider sense tingling that uh ftx was having some troubles and at that point we were like telling people to get off of ftx and um to short ftt and solana and this was before like anybody was really like tweeting or had too much of a an inkling about it as before zz uh put out his tweet. So. I was thinking about that and oracles and I was thinking could oracles be like this huge risk think about it like this right the US seem hell-bent on destroying crypto uh, and everybody thinks they're going to go about it you know with uh, like you know regulation and and that sort of stuff Um, but I thought oracles are where all the data comes from and there's probably like four or five people, like if we take Chainlink, for example, like there's probably four or five people that can access that, change code, um, turn it off, that sort of stuff. And no matter how decentralized these protocols say they are, like we see it with Solana, right? They could just hit the kill switch. Um, and I think that's a really scary scary thought right it was scary enough that i couldn't sleep the rest of the night thinking like basically five people probably are able to to mess about with the uh data that goes in think of all those people that could potentially get liquidated and you know what that would do um i it was funny because uh i went on to my metamask this morning and my like 971 usdt was worth over $300,000 this morning. I don't know if anybody else had that, but obviously clearly there's a data feed issue, which is an Oracle issue, right? And uh, like, is that impacting the market in any way? And people talk about like market makers and, and this sort of stuff, but like, think of all that power, like in the hands of very few people, like actual power, not like just a little bit of power, like people talk about and worry about generally. But, you know let me know in the comments below what are your thoughts should we be concerned about oracles and um you know do we look to perhaps get somebody on from chainlink to to perhaps enlighten us a little bit more as to you know how that risk is mitigated
0: so in essence what is actually stopping the oracles from doing doing such a thing uh, i really don't know and that's what kept me up all night <laughs> <laughs> like yeah.
1: like um i think we've got a pretty good track record of of uh calling shit out and and it happening so i i hope this isn't something that actually you know happens in in the future and would be really interesting to to get the take of somebody involved in oracles uh, so maybe we'll get somebody on the channel to to talk about like is that a real risk or is chris just talking out of his ass
0: yeah so frank yeah quite rightly so nick uh, and chris do tap themselves on the shoulder so i don't know if that is just a a spiteful comment if it is you know where the door is and i'll happily kick out of it not a problem but you know i think if we could get something along the lines of an oracle coming in here get a little chat going on there i think it'd be good and now that we've kind of put that out into the space i think it would be good to get it cleared up <laughs> but talking <laughs> of not being able to sleep waking uh, people waking you up and whatnot A.K. Absolutely nailed it last night. Four o'clock in the morning sent me the message, everything going on with Coinbase, which I do feel is very interesting right now that Coinbase are suing the SEC. What do you make of it? I've had a quick read through the article, I've not went too deep into it, just as of yet, but what do you make of everything going on here, Chris?
1: Uh, Like, am I surprised? No. Um... I really do think that the SEC have completely, like, messed up. Like, and I think that was really on display with Gary Gensler sort of being questioned, right? Um, I, I shared a few things on on Discord. I think um, AK shared quite a lot of it on uh, Twitter as well. And um, what I would say is it's really apparent that they're just making it up as they go along. And, you know, if they're not making it up as they go along... They're certainly trying to, um, I, I guess, hurt cryptocurrency and blockchain technology. Um, I think it's it's rather interesting, you know, that they're asking for funding, um, you know, to to basically, you know, carry out this enforcement action and, and regulate the the space. But you know, they're they're embroiled in this uh, lawsuit with Ripple, and I, I I dread to think how much money that's costed. And um, you know, like if they're not successful, I mean, that's a, an obscene amount of money that has been wasted. And I think that I think I've said it before. I think the pursuit of Coinbase, which is something that you know recently was in the headlines, I think is um, is another mistake. I think it's another Ripple a Ripple mistake. And um, I think that uh, Coinbase will see what Ripple is doing and they will fight it. And I think they would win. Um I wasn't expecting them to sue. Uh but I, I'm not surprised at the same time. It's like something that, you know, like you yeah, like, yeah, I should have seen that coming, but I really didn't. Um, it's kind of one of those moments. Um, it kind of makes sense. Um, but I didn't see it coming.
0: I think when you when you go back and look at when obviously the petition was raised, so it was a petition for the rulemaking um from the ACC that there's a time frame it has to be um, returned in, and obviously the SEC decided just to point blank not return it as, as they do. So I think when that did happen, we probably should have seen this that you know Coinbase were going to take it further. Perhaps that Coinbase had just decided that they were going to just sweep it away, and they weren't real interested in pursuing it. Then obviously the SEC decided to try and pursue Coinbase. So they thought, do you know what, we've got a little. Um, card to play here in our back pockets and you know this is kind of what they're they're dealing out right now so all power to them i hope i hope they win
1: yeah i i think they will um i i just can't see it ending any other way got like some music going on in the background i don't know if you can hear that maybe it's i just... have the stream muted it's just our chat all <laughs> right you, you can't hear it there's some music going on in the background not sure why um it's just ended um yeah look, I, th- I think the uh the sec like I, i've said i think i was again one of the first people to, to to call for for gary gensler to to leave i really wanted him to fire his entire leadership team first and then resign uh obviously that's not going to happen because he won't get a severage package um but it looks like it's, it's going to be a forced move which uh again um i think is the the right move i think what we really need and and this isn't just for the SEC, this is uh for regulators um you know entirely uh, both in the traditional uh, finance space and, and the blockchain space is you know uh, i guess regulators that are proactive that actually stick with their their actual um mission statements um and actually um are not just like a a cleanup team it, it, for me it's like you see um you see the police um, in the UK, and they're like uh, protect, uh, protection op- officers. They're, they're not. They're really just a clean-up team. They're not protecting anybody. Uh, they're the people that, that rock up after the the events happened, and uh, if you approach them proactively, it's your word against theirs, and, you know, uh, the prisons are full. So, you know, I kind of look at the regulators as a, a bit messed up in, in, in a similar way in the respect that, you know, they, they met with, with Sam Bankman-Fried I don't know how many times – and that was a complete fraud and like it should be it should be spotted there should be processes in place that you know i don't know like on a fortnightly basis like something is um you know sent and and reviewed um you know showing how much you know assets they, they actually hold and you know their whole finances should be monitored on a like very regular basis so that you know if there's any risk manage- management issues like the regulator should be flagging that and you know maybe there needs to be some sort of like score system or something that people can just go in and go right okay like the, the finances are good with these banks uh, I know that that would be um, a really bad thing to do initially when you start it up um, because you're going to you're going to be basically highlighting that the vast majority of uh, financial institutions uh, are not in a good place from a risk management perspective however it'll make them accountable um and you would soon see that change you would see the amount of risk being taken um you know reduce and um silly investments will be kept at a minimum because they will want to have a green tick next to their name or a green number uh rather than a, an amber or red and i i think it's these early warning systems that i think need to be you know embedded i think you know like i guess it's like a, what do you call it you know you you get those uh trust trust pilot and and stuff like that. it's basically like a form of that but actually by the regulator that you know is monitoring you know the, the risk and stuff of these these different uh, institutions I think that that really does need to be something that, that actually happens in the future and uh, it could even get this be done on the blockchain
0: I mean how cool would that be it would be but that would be an absolute <laughs> kicking of stones to everything the SEC have done over the last couple of years I feel um, yeah uh, but let's I, let's talk a little bit here about the SEC. so the, the, the three main mission goals are to protect investors maintain fair orderly and efficient markets and facilitate capital formations, a, we've spoken about it thoroughly on the podcast channel, on the main channel and in Discord that, you know, they have failed, realistically they have failed on all three goals. So a question for the community, for the chat, for live chat, for comments, whatever, what would you like the mission statement to be, what do you see the mission statement for the SEC to be going forward if this new um, power comes into play, so obviously having the director and the board operating underneath them. How would, how would how would you like to see the SEC formed and how would you like to see the market controlled? Um, that's probably the wrong terminology to use there. The How would you like to see the mission of the SEC going forward? What would be the key um, bullet points here for the SEC's mission? I think that would be quite interesting to know.
1: Yeah, look, um, for, for me, it would just be, uh, you know, going from reactive to proactive. And uh, I think that would... That'd be a very challenging thing to to do initially, for all the reasons that I, I kind of cited um, earlier. In the respect that, you know, it's going to really highlight how terrible they are, um, and 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 like people might be like a bit nervous and, and worried about that. But I think that is you know a byproduct of wanting to to improve, and I think people would, um, they they would. able to handle that and and be you know fairly understanding about it because i think sometimes you have to highlight how bad you are in order to 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 move forward but i think it does demonstrate huge accountability and um i think that's what we're we're really lacking here i think it was really quite evident to, to me at least that gary gensler's uh you know blamed crypto for for the collapse of traditional banks um yeah when he was being questioned it's it's almost like it's completely gone over his head and he's completely oblivious to to how terrible he actually is and i think that is that is worse than you know being terrible generally i think um the the lack of uh, self awareness is is a a flaw um that i think you know is potentially being uh you know uh taken advantage of um but i i would i'd like to see that from from reactive to to proactive um a challenge uh but i think that is
0: you know the the best way to to move forward yeah um so i can see there in the chat here just before we do go any further mm -hmm. um is it stupid to go all in on xrp in the short term simply put yes i would not advise anyone to go in all in on any form of investment this is not financial advice this is purely my opinion to go all in on any form of investment I would say is the wrong one. It's not something I would personally be personally be doing. It's all down to your own uh, risk management on that one, I'm afraid.
1: Yeah, like for, for me, risk management's really important, right? Um Yeah. I I know you, you, you touched on it, tapping yourself on the shoulders. I'm I'm really not tapping my myself on, on the shoulders in the respect that um are we frozen again. Yeah. What, what on earth? I don't know why it does this.
0: Maybe you need four screens. If maybe. Maybe.
1: There He's we go.
0: Got an XRP intro.
1: <laughs> we're we're back again. We're back again. Um yeah, so yeah, what was I saying? Um, yeah, well I'm I'm not really patting my myself on the on the back or the shoulder as you put it. Uh it's really just highlighting, you know, what what's actually happened in, in the past, right? I think this stuff is is really important and uh you know If we don't talk about it, then people are, are not going to understand, right? And you've got to have a, a little bit of context uh, to, to, to what we're saying. Uh, it's kind of my, my thoughts and opinions. Um,
0: so I've got a couple of headlines here i quickly rattle through, um, if that's all right with you. Yeah. So the first one that really caught my eye today is obviously more news about Ethereum, uh, the Shabella or the Shanghai upgrade, as it's been called. Um, so we're seeing that Celsius are potentially now breathing a little easier which I think is going to be potentially good for quite a lot of people in the space if they do the right thing. So apparently on the chain, they've reported that 6,521 state Ethereum has now been withdrew, which is equivalent of $13 million. So oh, it's, it's, it's nothing in, in comparison to what's owed to the, to the creditors. But could this in some way be Celsius trying to recover funds? Mm. could could they be trying to do the right thing i'm trying to be very kind with words here because i know what the mass population are going to think that they're just going to sit their self clear their own debt <clears throat> but you know it's a lot of money to be to be taken back staked ethereum
1: yeah i think um, there is a bit of a process going on at the moment around um, who's owed what and i think we're probably going to be of the latter end of july before we really get sort of a, an idea of like what the creditors are going to be due um you know because you've got shareholders and and that sort of stuff so yeah i think there's there's still an awful lot of uh process to to go through um but i i'd like to think that celsius aren't actually getting any of that i think it's just part of the process
0: yeah well hopefully that's that's the case but um another thing here just to to jump away from it but it's still Ethereum related that allegedly there's 217,000 Ethereum um, option contracts are set to expire. Now I've spoken about this previously What where I think Ethereum's going so 217,000 Ethereum options are set to expire they're, they're quoting it at 4.2 billion but I think that is a highly inflated number I don't think it's as much as that um, well we know it's not as much as that but where where do you see the price action going, Chris? On on aspect, obviously we can see that there's so much stake to Ethereum ready to be unlocked here. The the call is for a lot of investors to take their their stake to Ethereum back and the mass sell off. What's your kind of notion to to the the movements of Ethereum coming up?
1: Yeah, I think I think it's definitely interesting. I think that. um You've got two arguments, right? You've got the argument that you know the the people that have been locked up for so long are going to sell, they're going to unstake and and sell their Ethereum, um, which is, you know, the camp that I'm in. Uh, you know, if you're held, to ransom and you know you're finally able to to sell your Ethereum, um, particularly if you think the prices are going low. And I did a bit of a um, poll on Twitter yesterday, and you know over 50 percent of people are really bullish in the short term right now uh and 40 uh, something percent um uh are really uh bearish um and and i think that because more people are uh are, are bullish i think that um we're probably not going to get the the sell-off um that perhaps I, I i was anticipating um but you know your other argument is more people are going to stake because um you know uh they they know they can unlock it and stuff like that. So th- there's there's two arguments. Um the thing that people aren't arguing about is the burn rate. Um so when people are unstaking and are moving their ethereum like that's going to have an impact on the supply of ethereum, reducing it. Um so I think ethereum's going to do really well. Um but it's not going to be like out outperforming some of the altcoins and uh you know, it's all about finding the um the really good solid um altcoin projects that are going to go on and 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 do really well right um and you know we've highlighted quite a few over you know uh the the recent months like findora's one that you know we really do think is going to do really well or like um we anticipate that a lot of uh, the the big um crypto channels if they haven't already started are going to eventually start to to recognize um you know the the future i guess um potential for for the the project like findora, for example um so it's really finding like those i think you know projects i'm not suggesting that findora will necessarily uh outperform uh ethereum, but like it's projects like that that have got you know the set up to to be able to outperform it massively so um that's where real decent money is made uh for me it's a case of um it's really a case of basically being able to to have good risk management so you've not got all your eggs in in that one basket um because it is higher risk you know something like ethereum is really kind of where you uh would look to move um money from uh these altcoins once they've like done a tremendous move to the upside uh, it's like you move into ethereum you move into to, to bitcoin um you know and, and store it. it's more of a me a store of uh wealth i don't think ethereum is going to be um you know that that project that you get all these big companies um you know utilizing i think that uh, it will eventually lose an awful lot of market share uh, and, and become that store of value where, where more people are just holding it more long term just because of the burn mechanism and uh stuff Stuff like that. I just don't think that it's going to be able to compete with some of the projects with you know much uh, cheaper gas fees, uh, even with the layer twos.
0: Yeah. So the members video app out. Uh, it does target that Ethereum may not see another all time high in the next build. Room. The way that everything is kind of lining up right now, I am starting to question it. But the data is still valid. the The move hasn't invalidated the potential structure that is in place there so i think ethereum isn't a very interesting point right now the there is a potential for it to go either way whether we see a good return in the next bull market or it doesn't surpass its previous all-time high so uh, yeah i'm very interested to see what happens in the, in the short period of time coming up the next three to six maybe nine months to see what price action we do see for ethereum i think it's going to tell us a lot um, as you said, the burn, the burn rate that Ethereum can see, we can see obviously uh, a, lim- a limit, not a limit in supplies, but a reduction in the supply of Ethereum. It will affect obviously its price as well. So I'm interested to see where Ethereum goes um, in the next short period of time. But we can also see in the chat here that isn't work dull and CoinHoover and Dean Boovy all bigging up FinDora, and I'm glad to see it because I do like the project also
1: yeah um i think that from a fundamental viewpoint ethereum uh will uh exceed its previous all-time high um obviously the the technical analysis in my opinion is looking at obviously all the historic data that hasn't uh been able to take into consideration staking um the new burn mechanism and and stuff like that so You know, it's the same when uh, we talk about Chainlink, you know, Chainlink uh, had the addition of staking and that isn't really in the historic data. So um, I think that that's the the beauty of looking at both sides of looking at the fundamentals and the technical analysis, because they're they're both fantastic um, when you put them together. And then you you see the, the 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 true I guess narrative of of where it's going. Uh, on their own, they're less powerful. Um, both do fantastic. Um, you know, I can look at fundamentals and I can say this project's going to do really well in the next year. JB can look at the technical analysis and go this project's going to do really well in the next year. Um, you know, they don't always align. Um, but they're both very uh, powerful tools to to be able to predict uh, the, the future movements of,
0: of cryptocurrency. Um, so there we go. So you just absolutely teed me up for a perfect segue there when you said powerful tools. <laughs> I don't know if you know where this one's going just yet. No, but, um, I don't. Where are we going? Where are we going, JB? At Armstrong. <laughs> uh. So <laughs> <laughs> we've seen um, bitboys Boys, obviously rough with a few feathers failed to appear in court and has allegedly been hassling the the lawyer Adam Moskowitz. So Moskowitz is obviously leading the FTX investigation and uh, allegedly the allegedly obviously they're saying that um, Ben Armstrong has been harassing him with endless phone calls tweets, emails to him privately and publicly, posting insults and threatening posts on Twitter, YouTube and other social medias. Now I say that lightly by calling him massive tool um regardless what anyone's thoughts on the guy are but you know if if you've got somebody that's investigating everything that's going on that what we know of about the whole ftx um promotion case the, the last thing you're going to do is chase down the bloody lawyer
1: yeah like i i kind of get it to a point like not condoning it but like um like from from where i'm sat i think Ben, as um, it, it on the face of it, it looks like he's been paid to promote yeah. FTX, right? And uh, he's saying that's absolutely untrue. Um, and
0: which on on before you go any further, I really hope that is true, and I hope that uh, Bitboy does come forward and prove everything that you know he hasn't been paid. I really do hope that is the case.
1: Yeah, I, I believe that you know that is the case. Um, I believe that Bitboy hasn't uh been paid to promote um ftx and i think um there is there is some risk for influencers here right in the respect that if he hasn't been paid for it and he's just given his opinion on like ftt for example which i think is what this all stems from Bitboy boy yeah. did a video where he said that you know, FTT was going to do really well. Um, obviously, it's just his opinion. It wasn't financial advice. Um, and if, like, he gets sued because he gave his opinion, <laughs> then where where does that leave you know people's
0: opinions? We're, like we're it leave freedom of speech. It's one of the amendments in America's freedom of speech. So, yeah, what position um, does that leave them in?
1: Exactly, and like, you know, I don't particularly uh, agree with you know, uh the actions that he's taken and stuff. But, you know, from somebody sat here that's tried to build a, a brand, um, you know, cheeky crypto, um, try to to be true to to everything that we we say, you know, trans having transparency, like being honest, um and you know, having integrity and, and all of these sorts of things. Um I can I can understand like that fight back kind of mentality that that ben's got um and you know you've got to fight for 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 the truth i do think that you have to protect your your brand i don't necessarily think that he's gone the right way about it but yeah. i think i i i wouldn't expect it to have been any other way um but you know like you you will see me um and it, somebody alluded to it patting myself on the back all i'm really doing is uh reaffirming um you know the history of you know calls that we've made it's not about pack- patting uh, myself on the back it's you know uh, looking through the comments and being told that you're wrong all the time um what i'm actually doing is i'm you know not patting myself on the back i'm i'm just going oh look you know we highlighted ftx before it collapsed we saved lots of people lots of money um you know it's just reaffirming what's actually happened and it's it's about. Um, it's about i guess uh demonstrating um what your your brand is about and uh you know what you're doing and um that you're honest you're transparent and and stuff like that yeah stating facts exactly that but um you know just circling back to to bitboy i completely understand like why he's reacting the way he is it's it's a defense mechanism that that he has um because he's built something he's you know he's he's proud of He's passionate about and you know um i think that he believes he's doing a really good job and he's helping people and you know he's put himself on this pedestal um and like whether you think that he's doing a good job or not i guess is um you know is uh really not here or or there right it's really about him staying true to himself and, and what he's he's building so i i get it i I really do not the not that i agree with the the actions and the way he's gone about it um but i i am looking forward to seeing what the outcome is because uh you know that could have you know big impacts for for all influencers um if ben doesn't take it seriously um and you know let's say you know for whatever reason he he was to lose in court which i don't think would happen um you know where does that leave everybody else where does that leave everybody watching today because if we can't give our personal opinions on on how we see things, then you're not gonna have any crypto influences to watch anymore.
0: I mean B- on, basically. on the likes of Ben, what you were saying there, it's like regardless of whether you think he's done a good job or not, I think he his channel, his followers, the the exposure he's got is quite indicative of the job that Ben does. So, you know, it's not I wasn't shooting on Ben there by any stretch of imagination, it was just a yeah. segue. Um, i think
1: yeah I, I think i think as well like you know i think if you were to, to have an honest conversation with ben and i'm not defending ben in in any way like uh, i really don't give a rat's ass um but like i you know I'm, I'm just gonna say it how how i see it like i think if we were to sit here you know hypothetically speaking and ben was here and we were to ask him that does he think that he's made mistakes along the way? I think he would admit that, yeah, he's made some some mistakes. You know, he's made some some bad calls. Um, I think that you know he would he would own up to 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 a lot of it. Um, but like, do I think that it was intentional? And I think that's the question that people have got to ask. I don't think that you know the mistakes that Ben's made in the past are necessarily intentional um mistakes i don't think he intentionally went to to promote scam coins and stuff like that um is he human is the question that i would ask and I, I would say the the answer is yes and uh you know humans make mistakes and uh i think that's what he's trying to to say when you see his like uh his rate cards and stuff that are still being shared on social media and stuff i think it's a, a case of he's um he can't understand that people are not willing to drop it and i think this is really because of how he he is sort of positioned it i think um yeah he needs to to perhaps uh reevaluate how he positions it and uh i think ownership and accountability is something that is is probably needed it's a case of like look you know i made mistakes in the past i didn't you know intend to make those mistakes um i think a different approach uh will get you a, a better outcome but that's kind of how I I, I see it. I think um, it's going to be rather interesting to, to see how things progress, particularly with that that um, case against Ben and and the other influencers. And like you know, if people have promoted, if any of these individuals have promoted FTX and and took a payment, uh, but you know were clear about the fact that it was a paid endorsement, like I don't think they've done anything wrong. Uh, just think about it this way the regulators met with sam bankman (laughs) freed gary gary our friend gary from the sec um he met with sam bankman freed and if the regulators didn't know it was a scam how the fuck could ben armstrong yeah or any other one of those influencers have known that it was a scam um the answer is, the they I'm couldn't.
0: I'm in the same boat with you with that as well, though. So obviously, I'm a big fan. I really liked um, Brian Jung as well, one of the other yeah. guys that's been caught up in this. So I'd like to think that they, they have maybe just made the mistake of not disclosing it if they have been paid or on the flip side of it, they, they've just been caught up in it and ultimately they haven't been paid. They just said X, Y, or Z and you know everything will get resolved. That's the the case I'd like to see. Well, we've obviously spoke about it before paid promotions and whatever just be transparent there's absolutely no issue with a paid promotion just be transparent if you are going to to do so it's yeah I, I don't see what the big issue with it all is
1: no like i i think that there there is like responsibility that you know influencers need to 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 be accountable for and you know that like, if any of those influencers didn't indicate that it was a paid promotion there is a button on YouTube you just have to like you yeah know, tog- toggle it on uh and then you get this thing that says it's a paid promotion that's all you need to do and if they didn't do that then i have no sympathy towards them because they haven't been transparent and honest and uh that's not good for for their audience um we have a transparency report in our discord um you know i tweeted about it yesterday as well just you know it's updated regularly uh, we don't do paid promotions we only have channel sponsors you know where we we might do like a, a segment for them uh, sporadically through um like the the videos occasionally um and we have affiliate links and uh you know we try our best to to be really clear that there are affiliate links and uh having the transparency report that is uh, available to to everybody in the discord i think's you know a really positive and important thing to to have um you know but you know you see paid ads in other sectors of uh you know the video content on on youtube you see it on kids channels you see it on other finance channels um you see it with like uh, various different brands um and and i don't think there's anything wrong with it as long as people you know understand that it's a a paid promotion right and um you know don't ape in go do their research and, and all that sort of stuff but i think we We definitely come up to to like a, a line where if you cross that line um you know and it is around you know freedom of speech It is around uh having opinions being able to air your opinions if you you know get to a point where you cross that line like potentially you're opening like the floodgates to to basically attack anybody that has an opinion uh and i don't agree with that but let me know in in like the the live chat or the comments like what your thoughts are on you know uh having an opinion and being free to 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 air it and um you know how would you feel if there was no crypto influences anymore how will how will you stumble across projects you've never heard of before like you know there'll be a lot of people that just will leave the the space and that wouldn't be good for for blockchain or or crypto in my opinion you know because uh influencers get a lot of stick um you know for for like the minute amount of calls they might get wrong or you know the huge amount of calls they they get wrong depending on who you're watching um but like without them like people are not gonna get educated like you know it makes no odds to me whether i'm here or i'm not here like i could walk away from this and live very comfortably for for the rest of my life from from the money that i've made but you know like i enjoy this i enjoy you know supporting others and uh we've built a business that's you know basically taken people out of the community and made them full-time crypto and blockchain uh we've had people that have gone on um to to go work as marketers for some of the projects in the space we've match made projects um you know and you know enabled partnerships um you know, we've, we've supported in so many different ways. And not only that, we've given early access to, to our community, to, to projects and stuff like that, that, you know, you would normally have to be an accredited, um, you know, investor yeah. uh, to, to be able to, to get access to, to, to these projects and stuff like that. So, um, you know, we've really tried uh, to, to level the, the playing field. You won't have that anymore if people can't give their opinions.
0: Um, and I think that would be really sad. But on, on top of everything you just listed off there, there is more to come. So sit tight. Yeah. Um, so we've got one comment in the chat that, that, that made me stumble when I was talking last, and it's from Ronan, and it's about influencers. And he says, if we were to talk, if we're talking to George, would he admit that he's the biggest perma ever? And I think we let George be George. George does his own thing. Everyone's George. Um,
1: there was there was there was a phase where people were coming into our comments going, We're all George, uh, you know, whatever his phrase is. Um and I was just like, Oh god, like go away. Um but yeah, I think all a bit of a bit of fun, but yeah, at the time I was just like, Are you are you kidding me? Um scammer a scammer caught yet, Chris. So uh, the scammer has not been caught yeah. yet. Um but what I would say is um we're in uh discussions with uh patron um the, the 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 scammer has um has been very clever obviously knows what they're doing they understand the inner workings of you know both Patreon and, and discord and, and so forth um but i did say mark my words i will find you um and it i do meet... a
0: little differently but maybe not so pg
1: yeah, and I was I was livid at the time. Um, yeah. but like I I don't make these statements. I will find I will find the person and uh, like the justice will be served. Um, mark my words. I don't make a a habit of uh, failing on on little missions that I have. And uh, yeah, look, I'm very good at you know hunting. Very so, good. Well, at so, it.
0: This um this podcast that is titled Danger for Crypto one thing I kind of want to bring up here, and it's one that we don't really see spoken about a lot, and it's about the seized Bitcoin assets that the government, the US government, take on. So obviously we know when the government takes on X amount of Bitcoin they kind of bunch it all together, then they sell it off. So the last sell-off was on March 14th this year. They sold off 10,000 Bitcoin, and the value around the time was about $250 million. Now it's one... Kind of dates for your calendar that got posted up through CryptoQuant, and the remaining four dates are May 26, August 7th, October 19th, and December 30th. I don't know where they've got these dates from or you know how they got the information that this is going to be when the US government are going to be selling this potentially, air quotes, selling the, the seized bitcoins. But I think it's a key date that you know, we should maybe keep an eye on in the diaries. Let's see what happens on May 26th. Then we can look ahead towards the likes of August 7th, October 19th, and December 30th, um, 2023, that is, to see kind of what happens here. I'd like to come back to this point as well and review, you know, um, everything that CryptoQuant has put out about this. It's very interesting. It's it seriously caught my eye to see. I want to know how they have the information. How do, how do they know that this is the dates that X, Y, and Z, yeah, uh, sorry. X amount of Bitcoin is going to be going to be getting sold on. It's very, very interesting. What date was it? So March fourteenth, there was uh, ten thousand Bitcoin sold. Yeah, and it does align with a dump in the market.
1: Yeah. When's the future date that they're talking about?
0: So we have May twenty sixth. Okay. August seventh. October nineteenth, and December thirtieth interesting i was just
1: looking at a uh, bitcoin in uh event in miami's around the 18th 20th i was just wondering if it aligned with the event because we normally see uh, yeah. a bit of a pullback when the bitcoin event is live mainly because everybody's occupied right that's in bitcoin um just something that you know, if you you haven't been here a long time, something to be prepared for, and uh, maybe What's have. What's
0: that? Some... May eighteenth, doesn't
1: it? Yeah, May eighteenth to May twentieth. But uh, I was just wondering how how it aligned um, with those dates. Rather interesting. Um, this is something that I have highlighted a, a few times: um, the amount of crypto that China holds and the amount that the US holds, and uh, I do think that they will be selling off at some point um they're not going to hold it forever um and we need, we just need to to remember that you know the financial position both china and uh, the Ura- us are in right um it's not it's not all roses and you know uh, a beautiful landscape right now um people just don't seem to to understand this um but there's there's real problems in in china and real problems in in the us um, that both will will try to sugarcoat and uh you know make you think otherwise um but there are there are real problems and um i i do anticipate that they will sell off i do think that you know uh it they might sell it off into to uh, to the dump that i do think will come after after the pivot i think once we we see the fed pivot um we're correlated with stocks i do think that that's going to be that that leg down that i'm anticipating um yeah
0: yeah so uh, i think what's the, the estimate the estimated amount is what 200 bitcoin that's what the the estimated amount for the us government's holdings holdings are so i mean what are you talking there five billion six billion dollars worth i don't know it's yeah it's hell bitcoin anyway
1: it's going to move the market i mean uh you can ask the bank of america they did a study on how much money it required to move the market so maybe we need to touch base with those guys and they can they can inform us. Maybe the US have already done that. Um, yeah. You know, who knows? Um, I wanted to talk about carbon credits. Okay. Like people will probably be scratching their heads right now. Like, why is he talking about carbon credits? But um, it's predicted that that sector is going to 50x uh, over the next like, few years as why? a sector. But just like everybody's getting into it elon musk's getting into it like yeah it's um it's obviously all the the green agenda and and that side of things but it gets me thinking what projects are heavily involved in carbon credits jb
0: enlighten us uh do you do you know uh, i don't actually know that much about carbon credits so no
1: <laughs> V chain
0: oh my god of course it is of course it is
1: um i just think it's rather interesting talking yeah um so uh, look, i just wanted to get that on people's radars um energy web would be one um i'm a bit like do i really want to get involved in Ed, uh, energy web after uh, people have already been talking about it um not so sure um but yeah i, I am looking at it from a v chain perspective um just because of the amount of partnerships and the position they have with, with uh, you know, some of the big monstrous uh companies around the world, I, I do expect them to, to go on to do really well. I mean if that one sector, you know, explodes like uh articulated, then you know that's gonna be
0: awesome for, for V Chain for sure. I've a mind blank there when you were talking, I was reading an article. <laughs> yeah. So Gordon boots uh, called out kujito as well
1: yeah um it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I like kujito it's um a very interesting project so definitely research that one too um but yeah look uh i I thought it was something worth mentioning because it's not really something that we've we've kind of talked about too much maybe it, it needs a a full video or or stream just dedicated to to carbon credits and and why um it's going to be a sector that massively uh you know blossoms over the
0: the coming weeks and months yeah the anything carbon neutral right now Apologies, gordon it's g but not gordon but um anything that is carbon neutral that's eco-friendly that's green um anything that's related to saving the planet along with helping the planet i do feel is going to do good uh, going forward, I think in terms of adoption as well, it opens up another sector' because you know there's there is uh I'm trying to think of the best way to put this there's a a batch of the population in the world that don't want to harm the planet, which do you know it's perfectly fine, but for them to then try to be involved in crypto, they don't want to be there because you know that obviously the likes of mining and everything else that's harmful to the planet, so mm. I think this opens up another sector for blockchain and crypto to move into for you know your eco-friendly um side of the population i think that most eco projects green projects that are carbon neutral they they will do this yeah seriously well in the next run the next few runs
1: yeah i i agree i think um anything this is kind of like i guess a bit of the like the the thought process that Nick and my, myself have had really with, like, the projects that we look to to invest in, there is that element of they're going to be changing the world in some way, shape, or form for the positive. Um, you know, the, the V-chain aspect of things with, like, logistics when, you know, we first got into it and then it's sort of, like, um, matured into more of a more well-rounded layer one protocol with carbon credits, you know, uh, the tracking and tracing of like medicines and stuff on the blockchain and you know all these things are like really positive things, you know, the, um, the I guess, the, the fraud prevention uh, aspect of it with like, you know, clothing and um, alcohol is, is another one where, you, you know, you, you get to see the whole life um of of like say a bottle of wine for example from where it was made um you know bottled and and you know uh sold and, and so forth right and why is that important um and i've had experience of this you know from from an alcohol perspective where i've gone on holiday and somebody's bought some some vodka from a local shop and um they died that night um because it wasn't actually Smirnoff vodka that they were drinking. It was a um a fraudulent bottle of uh, Smirnoff uh, vodka that was made by some criminals. Um probably out of like somewhere like uh I don't know, um Russia or or somewhere like that. Um and you know, actually that, that person went on holiday, you know, imagine how devastating that is for Uh, the husband of that individual um you know that just lost their partner on holiday which should be a joyous time um you know it's uh it's definitely life-changing technology uh when you actually um witness um the fallout of of what can happen from from the negative side um that is um, like a real extreme but it's a real life uh scenario that i'll watch play out in front of my eyes uh, and you know you're never going to be able to 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 forget about that um and seeing that i think i was one of the first person um to to actually um like discover what had happened so um that's you know scarred into to, to my memories yes, um no nice. <laughs> nah, but like watches uh designer bags clothes etc you know uh v chain is is able to the support um you know that i guess authentication aspect of things which i think is is awesome but you know it's you know even with cardano and uh like um micro loans and and stuff like that for farmers in in africa and identification and all this sort of stuff to to allow them to be able to move more freely um these are all life-changing things for, for people and it has kind of like formed part of what we look for when we make these investments uh you know not in all cases but in a lot of cases privacy findora like uh midnight when that goes live you know these these projects are you know giving people more control over their you know their privacy and i think that's really important um so yeah these are things that we we look for when we uh you know, we look to to make investments. I mean, World Mobile would be another, you know, connecting the, you know, I want to say the disconnected. It's not the terminology they use. But, you know, the, the people that haven't got internet around the world, um, you know, being able to to give them, um, you know, access to, to what we take for granted, right? Uh, everybody watching here, like, what would you do if you didn't have the internet? Like, I mean, that's a life um, probably not worth... Uh, living like in, in the western world right it'd be very very difficult well you wouldn't um, be watching here
0: for starters exactly you wouldn't have a clue who we were
1: um right. but yeah look um I, I think these things are are life-changing and i think for that very reason they'll be uh they'll be successful and um yeah it's interesting to watch how the the world develops because you know go back two years we were or two or three years even we were talking about you know, everything being tokenized. Now you're hearing BlackRock talking about everything will be tokenized. It's like, you know, looking at the, the, the market in the future and it's trying to predict where you think things are going to go. So, you know, people are like, um, you know, what do you look for when, uh, you know, you're doing your research? It, it's, it's a number of things. One of the things is, you know, where, where, where would this be positioned in the world in the future? Like what, what do we think the future world's going to look like? And, uh, That's got to form part of the decision-making, I feel.
0: Definitely. So you kind of touched on it there, doing your research. Mm. How how is doing your research coming along? Uh, Slow, but steady. Um, Possibly the right way, though. I would say it's possibly the correct way.
1: Yeah, look, I I don't want to put a half-hearted course together that um, isn't bringing, like, real value. Um, So I am spending an awful lot of time the reason why i'm spending so much time on on it and, and taking my time on on the course is because I, I want people to to take the course and be able to thoroughly research projects and uh know what to, to look for you know seen some examples of you know things that you know i look for um when when doing research and uh like we we've pulled out some absolute corkers um you know through this um you know this method um the likes of matic i think we were highlighting that at one and a half cent v chain was just ridiculously uh cheap cardano was like five seven cent uh when we were first talking about it you know we uh avax i think was like a about ten dollars uh and rode that up uh luna was was pretty cheap as well um you know like we've we found some some really interesting um projects Anchor was another um and and it's all been through doing this 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 type of research and uh we see it all the time like influencers saying go do your your own research but actually what's actually in it, it you know entailed in in doing that research to to a high level um you know i think that It'd be very very useful but i do want to take my time with it and um, make sure that it's a uh, good value for money
0: i think obviously the, the rest of the course today you'll see them in the description uh, below the link to the cheeky school you know they'll have all been phenomenal value for money that's the, the reason i'm sitting in the position that i'm in right now um so yeah go and check them out guys and this is going to be another stellar one to, to add to the list i feel i think i think that you're
1: right though um like because you're you're one Individual that you know took the the, the technical uh, analysis uh, course, the yes. the Elliott Wave theory course, yes, smart um,
0: money concept, yeah. But before uh, that,
1: you hadn't done any charting, right?
0: Not officially. No, I, I've been learning it myself. um yeah. you know, obviously watching the videos Nick put out um, on a lot of the the Bitcoin charting kind of it, it caught my attention, and then trying to understand it was one thing. The physically, actually learning, understanding, and complying to the rules of Elliott Wave is another thing. So, for a while, I felt like I could chart perfectly fine, and you know a lot of things were playing out okay. But then things would happen, and it made absolutely no sense. And then, when you go through the course, you understand obviously the rules are put in place. The structures have to abide to these rules for the structure to be a, the the structure that it is. So once you actually see that, you know it just it's it's actually quite amazing how how things do start to line up so yeah i'd like to say i'm a, I'm a, I'm a product of the academy i think that was maybe the best um, best way to phrase it
1: yeah Thanks and i think other courses, yeah. yeah and i think that there are many other people that perhaps aren't you know working with us um but have gone on to to work with others and uh you know to to be part of that i guess process um where somebody goes from you know just learning about crypto to it then becoming their full time job uh is amazing to to be part of and um i think it it demonstrates um what is actually uh possible if you uh you know you you take the course and you know you you put the the time and the effort in a lot of people t- do the courses and like they only do twenty percent of it and then they they don't continue anymore or you know life gets in the way um so yeah, look, it's 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 interesting, right? Um, uh, but for me, sat here, and I know Nick will feel the same. You know, it's great to be part of that journey that people are on, because um, there is an awful lot of people that have gone full time crypto through starting off work, watching the the channel to you know going and ending up you know marketing for one of the top one hundred projects. It's, it's it's it is cool. It is cool. There's loads of people that we talk to uh, like at projects that we've never personally sort of uh talked to but they're like you know i got into crypto through your channel and now i'm working for for x projects and it's like oh i didn't even know like but it is cool it's cool. I also
0: you, you know you've got the course there for a year so even if you complete it still don't feel understand it. you've got another you've got a full year with the course so yeah you know, the power's in your hands I, 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 I shouted out loud on the podcast last year that i was you know, don't just invest in the market. Invest in yourself. It's exactly what I've done. It's why I have the the plaques behind me. It's the certificates for completing courses. Be proud of the courses you do complete, because you know who knows where it's going to land you. I'm, I'm sitting right here, full time in crypto.
1: Yeah, um I, I think it's interesting because there's people that go set up their own channels and do their own thing, and you know that's also cool. Just being part of that journey, uh, watching people grow. Um, I really quite enjoy that. It's uh, definitely. So it's definitely a perk of of what we do for for sure um yeah look, i'm i'm really interested to to see how the the market uh moves over the the coming weeks and, and months uh, i do think that we're um we're spotting danger and like we we get i guess uh some some comments yeah because we we've talked about lower mm-hmm. lows and you know uh the price coming down and everyone's just like you're really bearish and you know long term i'm i'm one of the the most maximum uh like bulls out there i don't know how to to articulate it but like i i'm very bullish on on cryptocurrency be that bitcoin ethereum altcoins um you know generally um for, for blockchain technology and and cryptos themselves I, I am really, really bullish, but at the same time I'm I'm a realist and uh I think what I'm trying to to do here is is really just highlight a lot of the potential risks. I want to to highlight um you know I guess how we can get to to, to the the numbers that Nick and myself uh talk about. How do we get to, to lower lows? Well China could sell all their Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. The U.S. could sell all of their cryptocurrencies. Um, you know that's one way that you could you could get down to to some of these lows. Uh, I think that you're uh, naive if you don't think that is a uh, potential risk. You know you've got you know the manipulation of of oracles potentially uh, and the damage that that could do to crypto. It, it's a risk for me, like and that's why I, I, I highlight it. Am I suggesting that that's what's gonna happen? No, but it's a risk we should be, I guess, acknowledging, right? Um, you know, I think it's uh, on the scale of like, how how probable it is, it, it's really low, um, but it's a risk nonetheless. And you know, as uh, an ex-project manager, like I would look at whatever project it was that I was doing and I would look at all the potential risks and i would categorize them like unlikely to to actually happen you know if it happened what would the impact be uh and that's kind of like what i do with with crypto right and uh you know we we highlight the you know what what could happen um and we try to to i guess uh, articulate how likely it is to to happen and i think the us and china selling their cryptocurrency is is at the higher end not the lower end um not to suggest that that would happen you know when the fed pivots what happens to, to stocks well they normally tank before they they move to the upside well crypto is correlated heavily with stocks so you know there's a risk that you know crypto will drop significantly in value after the fed pivots so we highlight it like you know we're trying to you know try i guess to to support the community understand the the risks they can make more informed decisions about you know how they move forward with with their uh investments in in crypto and other financial instruments and uh it is just our opinion it's not financial advice and you need to go away and do your own research and uh, make sure that you're definitely taking uh, accountability uh for any of the decisions that you make in in the space i think that's really important to to highlight um but like I want to just mention that because i think you know when looking at comments everybody just you know homes in on a on a thumbnail they they home in on um you know the fact that we're, we're saying certain things um but when i ask okay validate your uh reason as to to why you're so bullish in in the uh short term i'm yet to get a single person to come back to me to say this is my argument this is why you're wrong chris um and i've i, I tweeted out yesterday you know let me know give me give give me the reason why you're bullish short term um and nobody's managed to do that yet nobody's even given me an argument yeah. Um, and for me that screams volumes right like because I, I've said it before, narrative is is uh, a dangerous thing, right? You can get really big influencers saying, like, we, we, we're we bullish, we're going to the moon, we're in the bull run, it's the four-year halving and, you know, all these, uh, you know, indicators and, and stuff like that. But actually, when you think about it, what's your argument? And uh, I said this on on one of the other podcasts um, Challenge, challenge yourselves. Challenge your 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 your, your thought process. Um, find people that you know uh, have got a counter a counter argument to, to you. So if you're really bullish right now, go listen to, to all the people that are really bearish, um, and then go away and, and research whether actually they've got you know some substance to, to their arguments or not. Uh, and same if you're you're bearish encourage you to go listen to to the bullish people and um you know find out why are they bullish and, and, and look into it and uh i think that's being open-minded uh, a lot of people come in and they're like they don't align with the the narrative and um what what an individual is saying you know influencer or whatever and they're straight into the comments uh you know you're full of shit you're always wrong and it's like actually like you're just closed-minded go yeah you know, what's your argument tell me why you're bullish tell me why i'm wrong and, like, you never hear back. Um, so, yeah, look, um, a lot of people don't realize they're doing it, but they find the person that validates their their thought process. So you might um, watch a number of influencers and, uh, you know, you listen to us, we're bearish, and you're really bullish, right? So you move on. You then listen to, I don't know, Crypto Gains. He's really bearish. I don't know if he is, but I'm just, you know, pulling out some random names here. Um, they move on right they land on BitBoy's channel he's really bullish validated I'll follow BitBoy you know amazing and and people don't realize they're doing this uh, and that's why I'm saying challenge yourselves and by doing that you're being more open-minded and I think you've got to be open-minded in this space in order to be successful Um, I'm actively looking for, for reasons why I should be bullish in the short term right now and I'm yet to find anyone that can tell me why i should be bullish right now in the short term
0: you've not been watching george (laughs) (laughs) so what i want to do quickly before we finish up here today i want to shout out conrado fernandez here in the chat saying that we are spoiled at cc we get very different view of the market that most don't have the guts to address no fomo no fud thank you very much for the comment we do appreciate them awesome
1: um all right so so we're we look to wrap up any closing thoughts jb
0: Oh, before we do first and foremost thank you for the support guys we have now ticked over three and a half thousand um subscribers here on the cheeky crypto podcast so a massive thank you to you guys for liking and subscribing so please continue to do so smash up that like button down below subscribe if you are not subscribed already tap on the bell all notifications on so you don't miss anything going on here in the channel and as always guys if you are going to trade please do trade safely have a nice tight stop loss make great gains staying safe in the space
1: yeah i'd echo that make sure you've got good risk management and um you know you're you're not falling into the trap of following the wrong narrative i think that's really important and uh yeah sorry for all the technical issues on today's stream yeah. uh first stream that i've uh put up um which seems crazy, bearing in mind we've got a channel with over 140,000 odd subscribers. Uh, But Nick normally does the the technical stuff in the background. Um, So apologies for that. But with all that said, um, I really do appreciate everybody's support. Uh, Echo kind of what JB's uh, been saying. And uh, I'm really looking forward to to doing the next uh, live stream when Nick's in control of it. (laughs) So there we go. Uh, Right. On Thursday on Thursday that's it so uh yeah appreciate everybody uh take care and